Managing social media content production doesn't need to be a spreadsheet nightmare. Find out how to streamline and reduce risk. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, then each month we focus on a different marketing method. Could be email, SEO, Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making that marketing method work for you. This month we are all about organic social media. It's a topic I endlessly struggle with because doing it isn't one of my strengths and because the ROI is so hard to justify. But it is frequently an essential part of building a better relationship with your customers, which is increasingly important for long-term growth. As always, we're going to be tackling social media from various angles this month, and we're starting off with one of the biggest ways you can improve the return on investment of your social activity, which is how to streamline those behind-the-scenes social media workflows. Yes, we are talking about your sign-off processes. We're talking about the tools you use. We're talking about the risks of not doing it well and a whole host more. We're going to meet today's guest expert in a moment or two. But before we do, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Clavio will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash Masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with organic social media expert, Maruna Dragomir. Maruna has been in marketing since 2015 and for the last three years has been in charge of marketing at Parnable, a platform that simplifies running social media campaigns. In that time, she's talked with hundreds of social media teams learning about how they manage their resources to produce excellent campaigns efficiently. Hello, Maruna. Hi, thanks for having me here. It's great to have you here. And I think our podcast listeners know I'm a little bit obsessed with doing things efficiently and effectively, and I do love a workflow. So um, it's a real pleasure to be able to indulge in that when it comes to social media today. So before we get into all that kind of world of workload streamlining and everything, how did you get into organic social media? So I think uh, it's it, it was actually a pretty... Uh, interesting story and journey because the first role that I had was at a large corporation and in a huge team. I think it was, we were about 20 people in the social media team alone, out of which about 10 of us, half of us were on the organic side of things. And it was there when I kind of learned about all the not so glamorous sides of doing organic social media uh, and, you know, how many, how much time I actually spent in doing the behind the scenes and ensuring that every stakeholder has seen every piece of content and that I've gotten feedback from everyone that I needed to. And, um, you know, the panic when not everyone replied to that email, but the content had to go out and those kinds of moments. I guess I didn't, I don't know if I entirely realized how much time that was or how much 
I don't know how frustrating maybe it was. But uh, then I think a few years later, I ended up going for an opportunity here at Planable, the, the company that I'm part of now, uh, which is a startup and that helps social media teams. Um, it's a software that basically makes their lives so much easier. And that was for me, it, it was a very big moment of realizing, oh, so many things were wrong with that. <laughs> And I was, it was very interesting to join and contribute to this mission, seeing how I had that experience in the beginning of my career. I, I think it's something which, which rings so true for me. And I've seen happen in many an e-commerce, you know, operation is because it's hard enough to justify the return on investment for organic social media as it is without there being these complicated sign-off processes and authorization processes. And I, you know, I've seen many a business and I've been guilty of, of this myself probably a decade ago now, but I have also done it as the, as the leader, as the business owner of where, you know, you have your sign-off process for email marketing or for a catalog or a direct mail piece where, you know, you, you discuss what's going to go in it someone creates it, then it's signed off by their boss and maybe the managing director and maybe someone else and the graphics are created by someone and they're signed off separately. And this whole process comes together for what is a highly valuable single piece of content in an email or a direct mail piece. But then people have taken that process of, you know, when you, when you were saying about your experience, I imagined you running around the office with a tweet on a piece of paper, trying to get it signed off by someone so you can go and type it up. And it's, it's that kind of slightly crazy scenario where we've taken that really complicated sign-off process to, you know, I've seen businesses both like take it to nothing where they've just gone, hey, intern, run with it. And where they've taken it ridiculously complicated. So I think it's something which stops a lot of businesses doing organic social. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think social, it seems like it should be a lot easier. But then if we really think about it, we realize that social is actually, it's a place that, uh, it's a media, so it's media. So it kind of encompasses a lot of the parts of in a business. It's not just the marketing team or the conversion team or the acquisition team that has to put something on social. It's uh, HR that should promote some new role. It's, uh, I don't know, so many, it's PR, it's employer branding. It's so many different areas of the business that have to be on this in this environment. And it doesn't really always make sense to build a page for each one. Mm -hmm. So that's why it becomes important for a lot of people. But when it comes to the approval process, you're exactly right. That's the same thing that I found. It's either way too complex and it's not that it's way too complex, but it's done in such an inefficient manner that it's just, it's impossible to scale that kind of approval process. And so a lot of teams just end up not posting two thirds of the content that they build because they don't get approved in time and they become irrelevant by the time they get the sign off or it becomes no approval whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of, I suspect that the no approval whatsoever is actually at the heart of most PR crises that started off social. <laughs> because, because it was super interesting. I even talked to some teams, uh, I'm not going to name names, but teams behind that were there when a huge PR crisis happened. And for me, you know how you always ask that question, how? How did mm. that end up to become live at such a huge brand? 
And I asked this exact question. How was that possible? I'm just curious. Did you not get the chance to look at it? How was it? And what they told me is that, you know, it's a big campaign. Everyone signs off on the big campaign. But then for social media specifically, some people work on implementing and, you know, communicating the campaign step by step and kind of drip posts. Mm -hmm. But the actual approval ends up being, because it's so painful, it's, you know, again, spreadsheets, emails, chats, whatever, because it's so painful, everyone ends up asking the next person to do it. And that ends up going to absolutely no one at some point. <laughs> and either the agency is responsible alone, which is super complicated to give the entire responsibility mm -hmm. to the agency, or yeah, or just exactly an intern that came into the team a month ago. <laughs> Yeah, so if I if I think back to some of the you know the utter howlers that that I've seen over the years, they have been, you know, there, there's the one which which springs to mind, which I used to put in presentations probably again a decade ago. I think it was Chrysler Motors or GM Motors tweet their account, so massive American car company, tweeted, "Why do they call Detroit Motor City? Because no one here can effing drive." I know that one. You, you know that yes. one? Yeah. And the reason it happened was because the guy who ran the, it was the owner of the social media agency. He was driving in Detroit and posted it on the wrong account on his phone. Oh, and it's God. like, that's the guy who would lose. I'm sure he must have lost the account with that company. And that's probably hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So if someone who should know better and who has so much to lose can screw it up, it's, yeah. And anyway, I take us off track because we're we're not necessarily here to talk about those big screw ups, but my brain is just tinging with them at the moment. Yeah, but they do happen. That's the reality. We're human, humans behind social accounts. I mean, if you don't have, I mean, it's funny when you think about those people that really did a very <laughs> bad thing and screwed up really bad. But it's funny. But if you think about it, the system should have not allowed them to have that kind of mistake because it matters yeah. less if they lost their job or whatever. The tweet was out there. The Everyone knew about it by the time the consequences hit him. Yeah, because I mean, we're, we're going to get onto the workflow streamlining, but something I wanted to ask you up front is I've often said to people that the best way of dealing with all that kind of heavyweight stuff of trying to get social media signed off as such is first off to to have a decent policy of who has access to what on what device. You know, so I would give my social media teams a work mobile that is their work mobile that doesn't go out with them on a Saturday night, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's the one where where the where the right accounts are, which would which would eliminate your Detroit issue. And then also training them really well. So they get the brand, they get the messaging, so they can have a certain amount of freedom. Are those the initial building blocks, would you say? Yeah, yeah. I think you have to separate a bit and to just make sure that everyone, you need to find that balance. Like you said, you know, you want to give people the easiness to create awesome stuff. If they have random ideas, if they have some sort of, you know, social media has a huge virality uh, potential built in. So you want your team to be able to take advantage of that if they if the right idea comes in the, at the right moment and it would, could become, you know, the mm -hmm. new real-time viral Oreo campaign. I always think, on, you know, on replies to customers as well. You know, if you're running this really cool, funky campaign and a customer comes back with a real cool, funky response and you then have to go through even one level of sign-off to reply, 
it can really slow things down. Yes. In my mind, I think the ideal uh, workflow, it would be you would have it bulletproof for most of your campaigns. So you ensure that it's, you know, there it's also about the quality of, of things. It's also, you know, more angles. And then once you have all that, only then should you think about where you should host all of these communications and how they should look like. Mm-hmm. And you should have a few criteria you always check. Uh, one would be, you know, it's easy and inclusive for everyone involved. It's easy for, I don't know, someone that's 25 and used to whatever technology you could throw at them. And for, I don't know, someone from a department that has to be involved, but it's just, it's impossible for them to get acquainted with technology. That's just hard. Um, then you should, you know, in, ensure that probably another uh, criteria should be how visible it is for everyone, how easy it is for them to make informed decisions because they need to know what they're looking at again. And, you know, then transparency, uh, how applicable it is for everyone, you know, for the design team, if they still have to send over and envision or a different tool, or if they have to send it over via email again, you have a bit of a... Yeah, because I, I suppose if we if we think back to John in legal, who, yeah. you know, is, let's imagine John in legal is at least 60 and not the most tech savvy person. Sorry, John in legal, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you'll do as a really good example here. So, you know, if, if he's getting something to sign off, that's a spreadsheet with a load of boxes that look almost identical to him with then a link to a system he can't access that's got the graphics and that keeps telling him to download something, he's, of course he's not going to do anything, is he? Because you kind of want it to be, this is what it is, this is where it's going out, but in a, in a really user-friendly format for those sign-offs. Yeah, John should easily know what he's looking at. He shouldn't have to imagine. You shouldn't have to explain to John what a carousel post is, you know, and you will see you have three columns and all of those three columns are going to be in the post. I mean, what do you expect from John? <laughs> And then you often get, if you put it into certain systems, they can't cope with the emojis. You end up with the emojis written out with the colons. And it's like, well, that one, that's very hard to read and sign off. Two, that's incredibly hard. Or Sorry, not incredibly hard. It creates another loop of risk of when someone copies and pastes that into the scheduling tool or Instagram or wherever. Does it actually work? (laughs) Does it turn out the way you think it's going to look? Yeah. And it's usually why so many social media teams actually have a test page. And I've heard a lot of teams that actually have test pages on all of the social media networks. And during the planning process, they actually create that post, post it, screenshot it, put it in a presentation or directly on email and ask feedback that way. So they've got a second Facebook page that no one's connected to, but which is technically live. So it could be seen by people. Yes. And they're putting stuff on there in order to screen grab it and get sign off on it. Yes, I've that, met, you would not believe how many teams that actually do this and have this process. That is, I, I can see a use for a test page. When you started talking about it, I was like, oh, a test page, that's a really clever idea. And then you proceed and I was like, but using it that way is insane. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, for sure. If you have some sort of, something's glitching and you just want to check what's happening, that's fine to have a test yeah, page this, on like, its own, but like a new format where you're trying to do something clever with the carousels to be able yes. to load it to a test page. Brilliant. Cause you're not worried about posting something ridiculous to your existing page, but, but to use that to create graphics for sign off is just mind bogglingly bad. Yes. 
you should just see in the whatever technology you use, you should be able to see it, honestly, exactly. You and John and everyone else should be able to just see it there because that's the whole point. It should not be 10 steps. So we've worked out everyone who should be having an input on these and how they should be signing off. Presumably, we want, in an ideal world, we want them to be both seeing and signing off on the one platform. So it collates everything for us and we haven't got some kind of checklist that we're ticking off on our desk. I've mentioned scheduling posts. Is this then going to, you know, and the dangers of copying and pasting from a spreadsheet into the platform and hoping it looks the right way. Should we then be looking for a sign-off platform that is also our scheduling tool? So it takes it right the way, if if we don't want to go and post on the platform itself, should we be tying this all into a scheduling process? Yes. Ideally, you should be looking at all of those manual processes and think of two things. One, how much time does it take if you do it manually and add it up? Don't just say, oh, it takes 30 minutes. Yeah, but it takes 30 minutes per day because that adds up to a lot of time. And then think about how it could impact. What kind of risk does it impose? Because it can be, I don't know, if it's analytics, a bit of manual work, what's it going to do? It's going to, you're going to see some odd numbers, but if it's creating posts, you might put some things on those accounts that could really create a PR crisis for you. So the risk is a lot higher if it's public. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is that kind of balancing game of what level of sign-off we have on what we're doing and what level of sign-off we don't. So I'm guessing John from Legal, to pick on poor John again, he's not necessarily in the the sign-off loop for every single post. No, yeah, maybe he should be looped in once you know you're talking about a specific product that has different regulations. Oh, if you're running a competition and you want to make sure you've done or, the T's and C's. Yes. And, and if an HR aren't in on every post, they're just in on the posts that relate to HR activities. Yes. So there's, there's kind of the light sign-offs and the heavy sign-offs, aren't there? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, for the heavy sign-offs, think about, because that, that's what I was going to say now, in this auditing process, you should, um, ideally, if your team agrees and if you agree, you should actually time track for a couple of weeks to really see objectively how much time people spend on each part of the process. Split it beforehand, then put some tags in whatever tool you're using for task management or time tracking and look at it objectively after two weeks and see how time goes by. And then for the um, criteria, talk to the people involved and try to understand what's important to them because it's different things usually. For a manager, for example, whose sign-off is probably always required, which means that it's it's a recurring task for them, so it should be easy. And maybe they're, you know, most managers are have a lot of meetings, are on the go sometimes. If it's a spreadsheet, obviously, it's probably annoying for them because they access it on their phone. They don't see anything. They don't get it. It's too complicated. And they end up either not approving or just saying, fine. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I trust you or something, you know. (laughs) So um, devices is important when we're looking for this type of software as well. Yeah. According to the life, let's say, uh, work style Mm. of everyone involved. And the the other thing that's striking me with all of this is this, I suppose, depending on the size of the team, you know, if you've got a, a big social media team, then it's going to be going on all the time. But if you're on a smaller social media team, it may be you batch this process. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so everything's loaded by Thursday. So as those who have to sign off can do sign off on a Friday. So you can mm-hmm. kind of diarize it for people. You know, it's like yeah. every Friday, if you, as long as you go in on Friday, everything will be okay. And we'll, we can manage it that way. Whereas, you know, as, as the team grows and the business grows, it becomes more of a continuous piece. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, we're going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors. And then we'll be talking about the wider world of organic social media. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Marina, so far we've gone deep into social media teams workload streamlining. And now though, you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole world of organic social media. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything at all to do with organic social media. But if you want to stick to our to our topic so far today of social media teams workload streamlining, then that is totally fine by me. So Marina, are you ready for these? Yes, I'm perfectly ready. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Um, Let's start with organic social media newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first steps in taking organic social media seriously, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Uh, Sure. I think uh, the most important thing is to make it get scalable at the from the very first start. Uh, It's really important because it will grow a lot faster than you think. And I'm not necessarily uh, growing your expectations in terms of followers and whatnot, but the efforts, it might be easy to minimalize them at first, you know, to just think, okay, sure, I'll shoot this video on this very um, scenery, uh, great scenery and whatnot. But you should think about the scalability of it, how much you can grow with the same resources that you have at this moment. And um, don't do too many things manually at first, because they're going to stick like a disease. (laughs) (laughs) I love that because it's so often we kind of, especially if we've started doing it ourselves in our business and then we try and build the team, we expect them to do what we were doing. So actually that makes so little sense. You've got to think about that, that growth. I love that one. Okay. uh, Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve organic social media performance? It's about the uh, keeping uh, yourself and everyone involved accountable for the work that you're doing. I take this advice myself and I force myself to every uh, other month or every three months, every quarter, I have a meeting with my entire team, with myself, um, obviously, but we talk (laughs) about our work. And not about the work as in the results, but about how we're doing things. How are you, you know, I have colleagues that do SEO, um, some that do social media or content or whatnot. I ask them to take everyone else through the um, exact step-by-step on how they're doing things so as we can spot whatever flaws we have in that workflow and what's taking the longest and what's not okay to be doing as they are, if it's manual, if it takes a lot of time, if it's just 
if it's a waste of their time and if it simply makes sense because sometimes there just not might be no other smarter way to do things but then you ask, is this the a good thing to do at all? Does it bring the results it should if you're spending so much time on it? So I think the key aspect here is to simply audit everything that you're doing every three months. It, it will help a lot more than if you do it after two years and you find that everything is extremely messy and it's impossible to untangle. I think that's brilliant advice, not just for organic social media, but as you mentioned, for pretty much an entire business. Let's recheck those systems because, you know, I'm sure we've all sat there going, oh God, if anyone knew how much effort this was, they'd stop making me do it. And it's kind of, it solves those problems, but it also solves the, is what we're doing, what we should be doing, whole side of things. A genius idea. I, I must have to build that into our workflows here as well. Um, okay, Marina, if someone listening wants to learn more about organic social media, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yes, actually, we um, it's uh, our own resource. We built, a, we wrote a, a book. It's called uh, Manif- the Manifesto on Content Marketing Teams, and it's a lot about building it right, uh, ensuring that the right uh, criteria, as I mentioned above, you know, clarity, transparency, and all that is set in place from the start. And it, it just, I feel like it sheds a lot of light on what these processes are all. And you can find it at planable.io slash manifesto. Nice. I suspect you'll get plenty of people coming and having a look at that after this. Um, Okay. Finally, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for in organic social media? Uh, What I think, and this is my own bet, is that the expectations from content are changing a bit. People are looking for more and more authenticity and uh, to see content that they would see from their friends, that they would see from people that are just being themselves. And that expectation is slowly expanding into brands content, too. But uh, I don't feel like the tendency to from people to from the audience to really look closely at whatever brands are doing and uh, spotting whatever mistake has been made is changing either. So I think it's key (laughs) to find the balance between the two. Staying too safe is just not going to work. It's not going to bring in the audience and going too crazy might uh, mean risking it all. So finding that balance is going to be key. I love that being authentic doesn't mean throwing out the sign-off process. That's what we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Do not just give the interns a mobile and a TikTok account. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I keep, as well as picking on John from Legal, I keep picking on the interns today. I love interns. Sorry, all of you out there. I'm trying, it's nothing personal. It's about the people who are giving you the wrong instructions. Anyway, I'm digging myself into another hole. This is not a good day for me. Um, Marina, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business? Yes, they can find uh, me on LinkedIn. Just uh, write my name and maybe Planable and you're going to find me quickly. I'm very active there. And uh, they can find Planable on our website at planable.io. Simple and straightforward. There you go, guys. We'll add links to all of that in the show notes too. 
Oh, and Marina, you wanted to say something. Yes, I realized that we actually prepared an offer too for oh, the cool. audience if they want to test out the tool. It's uh, you can use Master Plan coupon for thirty percent off for the first three months. Oh, very nice. There you go, guys. So do your audit first and then go to Planable and, uh, and get your 30% off for three months of the tool by using the coupon code MASTERPLAN. Uh, did I get that right, Marina? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, cool. There we go, guys. Um, Marina, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been great chatting with you all about social media cock-ups and how to do it better, more streamlined and more effectively. So um, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me again. So the mind kind of boggles at just how much time, I think even like with my miniature team, how much time we spend dealing with the stuff around social rather than actually producing great content. So I think, you know, the, if you think of those, those in percentage terms, the amount you could save is quite huge if you get the sign-off processes working right. And if you're someone who's avoiding the sign-off processes because you think they're going to be too laborious, there is a lot of risk if you're not having things checked properly and you're not having things audited as you go through that, that social process. So hopefully by taking you through the process of how to streamline it and find the right tech, because it is almost certainly going to be a, a, a tech solution you're going to need. I hope we've helped you all think a little bit deeper about how you're, you're running those social processes. You can get links to all the things we discussed and the full transcript of this episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. There you can also sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar. Yes, it is back after a, a month off over the summer. It is part of my mission to help you improve your marketing is that I invite all of our social organic media, organic social media even, specialists to join us for a live Q&A session at the end of the month. It's your chance to get your questions answered. So if you've got questions about your team and the processes and the sign-offs, or you've got questions about Instagram or content production or any of the other things we're going to be discussing this month, then come along to our webinar to get your questions answered by our experts. To sign up for that, just go to keepoptimizing.com and you'll find a link to our Q&A webinars and there you can get yourself registered. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, then do uh, stick around for the rest of this month's episodes because we are going to be getting even deeper into social media. And if you want to hear some of the ones we covered last time we did social media, which were excellent too, um, then you can find all our social media um, episodes either by scrolling through your podcast player, and you'll see they've all got the words social media at the beginning of them, uh, beginning of the titles, or you can head over to keepoptimizing.com go to topics, click on social media, and you'll find details of them all there, plus replays of our previous live Q&A webinars. Phew, that's a lot for you to do, isn't it? Plenty for you to go and go and binge on right now. Well, look, please do also tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. And I know there's always a lot of room for improvement around social, whether it's on the back-end processes or on the front-end content. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything, keep optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.